0: Hey guys, welcome to another episode of A Shot of Melanin. On today's episode, I decided to revisit actually an old topic. So we did a topic about dating and relationships, and it was really me and my friends Paula's views and thought process on dating and relationship and how we view them. Well, in today's episode, I decided to title it as Let the Brother Speak because it'll be an episode on the male's perspective of dating and relationships. So without further ado, let's get into it. So just give us a little bit of an introduction on yourself.
1: All right. Um, My name is uh, Anthony. I'm 35, active duty military for about 11 years. It'll be 12 years in September. Originally from Washington, D.C. Um, I've lived in North Carolina, Florida, Texas, and I'm currently in Hawaii and single. Married once, divorced once.
0: Okay, so what relationships had influenced on you in terms of what you believed a relationship should look like?
1: Uh, I would say The Cosby Show. Basically, um, since I was old enough to know what a relationship was and um, knowing that that should be my future, um, I always liked the way that they interacted with each other Um, how they raise their kids, how they discipline their kids. Um, I like the fact that they always try to provide their kids with culture and how they played off of each other. Like you could tell there was a lot of love between the two of them. And they always, it, it might sound weird, but they always put themselves first before the kids. Like I know a lot of people say you should always put your kids first, but I think that you should put your spouse first because if you love your spouse the right way, then your kids will see that love and it will radiate throughout the home.
0: Okay. All right. And what were the characteristics that you liked, especially about her?
1: Um, Claire Huxtable was a strong woman. Everything that you would want your daughter to grow up to be, bilingual. She was a lawyer. She was educated. Um, She didn't take any mess. She stood up for what she believed in. She backed her husband ferociously. And, um, she was a protector of her family as well as he, so,
0: those so it was are... like the strong black woman narrative, yes. I guess, okay, yes, yes, and nothing wrong with that <laughs> nothing wrong with that, you know, I think i mean it's a it was an idea like I was like now I'm more so into the idea of um like a couple that really works together mm-hmm. I like that kind of. Um, unity so you're doing all your thing and then i'm doing my thing but together like we're a team yes you know we tackle on we ta- It's like us against the world
1: yes definitely right?
0: so to me when i think of team i literally think of michelle and barack obama like that's my ultimate relationship goals <laughs> <laughs> and, and i get it they're people I'm sure they have their own issues but when when I think of it and and Michelle has said many times that they've had issues
1: mm-hmm. um
0: they're the first person that comes to my mind so I can only imagine like Claire Huxville is definitely the woman for you whereas I'm like Brock is like the guy for me <laughs> yeah right? so um it it's would you say that um, looking for that. Were you looking for a woman like Clara Huxtable with those traits, I would say? Not like her, but the traits?
1: Um. Yes, I was. I've never found it. I have <laughs> never found it. I don't think I found anything close to that. But yeah, that would be my ideal woman. Those those traits that she possessed. Like I said, she was smart, strong, emotionally um independent uh nurturing caring empathetic sympathetic all that all that good stuff and she had
0: none of your girlfriends were any like anywhere close to that
1: um they had certain traits they didn't have all the traits so um my first one was probably the closest the first woman that i've ever been in love with that i probably should have married and i should still be with today but after that no um my ex-wife was um, she was empathetic to a point. Uh, we came, we come from different backgrounds. She was Hispanic. I was black. She was born in uh, New Mexico. I was born in D.C. We were just raised totally different. We clicked a lot. I'm not gonna say we didn't click a lot. We had fun. We had a lot of fun. Um, I loved her. She loved me. But you grow apart. We grew oh, apart. Yeah. So that's what I, I'll say
0: now um, what was dating like for you so when i mean like what is dating like did you find it rather hard to find women were you maybe because you were in an area that not a lot of women of interest did you were you considered like the bad boy did you go for the bad girls? like what was dating like pleasant was it a pain um
1: Dating for me, it all depends. Um, so I wasn't the type to really go out and hit the clubs a lot. So if I was, I probably dating would probably be super easy for me. But um, it I, I don't want to say it was hard because it wasn't hard. Like if I wanted to go out and find someone right now, I'm definitely sure I could do that. Um, it it's hard in the fact that I was picky. About who I would talk to, especially after my my marriage i was I was not trying to have any type of commitment with with anybody and um I think that messed me up in the long run because I think I passed on some 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 women that were probably really good for me, but I wasn't ready um dating in the military is is generally hard because there's a time frame on how much time you have to interact with certain females you have to find them you have to get to know them and then you're about to leave you get orders so now you have to commit if either you're going to commit to them or you're going to lose them forever or you're going to have to do a long term thing which rarely works out um so it it was it it's difficult being military so like i said either you get someone who really wants to be with you because of the benefits and they're willing to just throw everything away because they think that you are the ticket out of the small town that they live in. Or you get someone who wants nothing to do with you because all military men cheat and or they're they're set in their ways. They're already rooted where they are. They have a good career. They have kids. They have a baby daddy that has to sign off on the kids leaving. So it's it's definitely hard in the military. Definitely hard.
0: So is there like a misconception that military uh, people they are I guess they don't, they're not faithful.
1: That is not a misconception. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, be deceptive about it. There are a lot of military men that cheat. There are a lot of military women that cheat. Um, When the husband or the spouse goes away on a nine month deployment, it used to be like 15 months. And you get to come back for like two weeks out of that fifteen months for r and r yeah, people cheat things people definitely cheat it is it is it is a problem in the military, so I can understand where people come from when when they're cautious about dating military men so
0: well, that's news to me because I had no idea, and keep in mind, I don't have any friends that are in the military, mm-hmm. but um way way back, like when I was in my early Maybe not early. I would say late teens. I had a friend yeah. who dated somebody who was in the military. So um, we were just kind of oblivious to it. So I never heard or uh, nobody's ever said, oh, uh, I was cheated on. Mind you, our friendship kind of fizzled out. So I never actually knew what happened between her and that guy. So when you said cheating, I'm like, really? I, I That's news to me because I had it no idea. Happens.
1: So there's another aspect of that. That am not all military personnel cheat. Some love their their spouse, whether it be female or male, they love their wife or their husband, and all they want to do is be there for their wife and their husband and they get cheated on. So I've seen some people get hurt. I've seen some people get crushed. So
0: that's interesting. Like I would like to know the aspect of cheating. Like, do you think people could come back from cheating, especially Is there like a pass because they were in the military so people get a pass for it? Do you think people could come back from cheating due to military situations?
1: I think um, so I was cheated on twice probably three times. I'm very suspect of the current or the most recent relationship that I was in but um, my first relationship I was cheated on because I was deployed. Um, My second relationship uh, in my marriage, I was cheated on while I was deployed and while I was stateside. Um, I think that if if you go into it knowing, being realistic and knowing what can happen, um, I think that you can get past it if you guys do the necessary steps like counseling and really getting to know each other and understanding. Because like, sometimes people mess up. And right. that's always been my take on cheating. Sometimes people mess up. If it happens once, you know, it's a mess up. But if it happens multiple times, then there's a problem and you need to get out of that relationship. So I actually tried with my ex-wife. We we tried to make it work. It just didn't work. Okay. So.
0: Okay. So I'm sorry. I kind of derailed on that one, but I just <laughs> had to ask. It is, that, good, it is good. Now, were there any challenges that you faced with dating. Um so I don't know, did you notice like I don't know, I'll see if I can give you a better example of challenges. For me, my challenges were I um dated guys that always had one foot in the door, one foot out. Yes. So they were in it, but the moment that things got hard, they were willing to just walk.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Um, so like reverting back to the military thing, it is a lot of people from my, my perspective and my experience, a lot of women think that they can be military spouses because it sounds good. It seems nice until, until you actually have to play the role of military spouse. So it's, it's, it's nice when, you know, you got your husband, he looks good or your boyfriend, he looks good in a uniform. He works out every morning and all this good stuff. And he takes care of you and he's loving and all this stuff. But then when he has to go to the field for weeks at a time, or he has to pull 24 hour duty and all the crazy stuff that comes with the military, then it's not fun being a military spouse anymore. Mm. And you don't want to do it. And you, Your eye kind of wanders and you're not equipped to handle the stress that he has to deal with. A lot of people think that being a military wife is just super easy. Glamorous it's, or glamorous yeah, even. It's, it's not. Because we deal with a lot of stress. We have a lot of stress. And when we come home, we don't want to deal with stress. Home is supposed to be our outlet. I don't want to go deal with everything that I have to deal with on a daily basis, then come home to another battle. Right. And that's one of the things that I had to do, um, in my, in my marriage towards the end of it. And the worst thing that you can tell a military man, if you're their spouse or a military female, if you're their spouse is that, well, you signed up for it. So you have to mm-hmm. deal with it. I don't want to hear that from you. I want to be, <laughs> I want you to be supportive. Yes. You know,
0: I think you're, but I feel like as though you're right, like you don't want to them the title of military to be like oh like almost like a trophy like oh i'm a military wife and i feel like that's also the same for some people who enter marriage they Mm -hmm. like to have the title of being a wife or being somebody's husband but they don't want to put in the necessary work
1: exactly they just
0: want the title so even in your situation with being in military they're not thinking about okay well this is gonna be some work because my man's gone for x amount of time during the years i need to train myself to stay focused. I don't know, find a hobby, <laughs> buy a dog, whatever. And the,
1: and the higher your, your spouse is, whether that be male or female, the higher they are up in the military, the more involved you have to be in in the military. So you're gonna earn your keep as a military spouse, whether you want to or not.
0: That's interesting. When you say that, what more do you what more do they do as a military wife, for example, when you go up
1: so for me, um, I was a I'm a platoon sergeant. So if you were my spouse, me being a platoon sergeant, especially being in Hawaii with my soldiers here, they're not allowed. I'm not gonna say they're not allowed. It's harder to go back to the mainland for like uh holidays and all that stuff. Cause you know, first of all, you're paying a plane ticket from Hawaii to wherever. Like they could be, their family could be as far as New York. That's an expensive plane ticket. And then you add on that it's a holiday, like Thanksgiving or something, prices are through the roof so they don't always go home. So you being the military spouse to to me, I have to have some type of gathering at my house for my soldiers who don't have family member. So you have to play the host to that gathering. Like it's not a I don't want a bunch of people over to the house for Thanksgiving this year. Like that's not an option. Like I have to be there for my soldiers and you have married into this, so you have to help me. You have to play the host, you have to help out. Like those are your responsibilities. And even higher than that, if you're like the commander or the first sergeant, your spouse is the FRG, which is the family readiness uh, group, which helps um, families in the unit when they're having an issue like if there's a death in the family or if, or if the whole unit's deployed, the spouses get together and and um, provide services like counsel like not counseling I want to say, but support. So they'll do things together to, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like they'll have gatherings and, and like book readings or, or whatever it is that they do so they can feel included and not be left alone when their spouses are gone.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: So those are, those are the different types of things. If you're a commander, your spouse has an even greater uh, responsibility. So,
0: okay. Okay, so that's interesting. So you not only sign up for the partner, you also sign up for everything entangled to deal with military. Okay. Mm
1: -hmm. That's why it's when spouses say uh, there's a spouse day for, there's a day for military spouses that they're recognized. I don't know the day because whatever. But (laughs) when when you're a military spouse and you do it right and you do everything that a military spouse is supposed to do, It is super hard, and I have nothing but respect for them. Mm -hmm. But when you're a military spouse and you're just a military spouse, they call them dependopotamuses or dependus. They just basically sit back and reap the rewards, and that's it. Or reap the perks, and that's it. They don't do anything.
0: Mm -hmm. That's interesting. I learned something. (laughs) Now, you personally, what do Mm -hmm. you think a relationship needs to thrive? Or maybe I should say for just you, because I can't say for all men, but like for you, what do you think is the main thing? So you can give me like one, two or three or as many as you can, but I would would say put them in order. What do you think is like the main thing that you think a relationship needs in order for it to thrive?
1: Communication.
0: Okay.
1: Definitely communication. People need to um, listen to understand in relationships and not listen to respond. So communication is number one. Accountability is number two. That is what my most recent relationships suffer from. My ex never had accountability for the things that she did in the relationship. Mm. Um, and as men, and I, I think I'll, I'll go out on that ledge, and I'll say I'm speaking for the majority of men. I'm speaking for ninety five percent of men. Okay. We don't need love so much as we need respect. If you respect us, we value that more than you say. Go up to your, for anybody that's listening, go up to your significant other. Don't tell him that you love him. Tell him that you respect him. That will mean so much more to him because men crave respect. Women crave love.
0: That's so interesting that you say that. (laughs) It's so interesting that you say that because I think a lot of women think that men need love because they're I guess maybe depending on the your cultural background some men are taught to be or rather some boys are taught to be men and not to show any forms of expression so I would think that for some women that love is what we should give these boys because they're told not to show feelings to be a man suck it up so that's interesting that you say that it's not love; it's actually respect.
1: Yeah, don't get me wrong; we need love too. But if you're if you're if you're putting them, if you're rating them,
0: mm-hmm.
1: most men will say they want to be respected before the love. But we still need love. I'm not saying we don't need love. We we need to be loved, but we need to be respected more.
0: When you say respect, like what are you? What's in give me like an example of respect? What do you want your um, woman to say in terms of respect?
1: So most men are providers. Right. So when we provide, we need you to say, you know, I respect the things that you do or the sacrifices that you make for our love or for our family. Okay. That's got that's it. what I'm that's what
0: I'm getting at. Just in case I have some listeners like, What what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> Let me elaborate. Okay. So we got respect, we got communication. What else? Was there anything? Accountability. Else? Accountability. Accountability. Yeah. So those are the yeah. you're you're gonna say those are your top three
1: those are my top three
0: and would you say majority of men's top three respect I would I there. would
1: say so I would say so
0: okay because
1: most of the time if a woman if a woman does something and she's wrong and she comes out and she says hey if if the guy really loves you and you come out and say hey babe I was wrong and I apologize that's it that's all there is to it. Whatever problem that we were having is most of the time it's going to die. If you just say, I was wrong and I apologize. Most of the time it's it's done. We'll even say, you don't have anything to apologize for. Because you already said it and that's all we wanted you to do. That's it. It's literally it.
0: And you know what? I sit here and I'm listening and, I'm like, and the woman in me, I don't know what it is. And Maybe it's some woman. Okay, you know what? Maybe it's just me. But whenever I have to apologize, I get like... Super defensive. Like, mm-hmm. Why do I have to apologize? You did something wrong too. Like, And I get it. I feel like it's funny because you go on Twitter and a lot of men say the same thing, that women don't take accountability. And they end up apologizing because their woman ended up being mad or some kind of yeah. mind trick. Um, I think, like, for me personally, I have a hard time. It's not that I don't want to... Um, take accountability it's who i am giving that to yeah because i can give it to somebody who i know is humble who is genuine you know like i could ultimately say i'm really sorry that i disrespect you i'm but if it's somebody who's going to use it mm-hmm. as a tool yeah you or have as to a be way to, exactly like as a way to hurt me then i'm not going to be like i'm sorry because you go like, see remember that time a few months ago when you did this
1: if a man now truly a if a man truly loves you and you genuinely apologize to him he will never bring up whatever was happening again ever and he'll he'll cut you off after you apologize he'll tell you there's no need to apologize babe cuz then like for me with my ex when the rare times rare and i mean it was extremely rare when she would apologize i would stop her and be like I would just make up stuff that I did wrong. Even if I was even if I was 100% right in the situation, I'd be like, nah, babe, you don't have any reason to apologize. I need to work on X, Y, and Z. Because I know how hard it is for a woman, for most women, not all women, for a lot mm-hmm. of women to apologize sincerely.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, yeah.
0: That's, That's really interesting. Ladies, take note.
1: <laughs>
0: take note. Now, what do you think can damper or hurt a relationship like not, for me it would be um insecurities. like i feel like that would really hurt
1: not being not not healing from your past relationship mm. before you're ready to move on so oh, when okay. i when i when i separated from my wife like i said it took me years to officially start dating someone like i've had people that wanted to date me but I didn't want to date them because I didn't know if I was ready to date yet and it wouldn't be fair to them. So when I, up, when I ended up dating my, my ex, my most recent ex, okay. she had issues from her previous relationship that she never dealt with and it bled into our relationship and she started doing things that reminded me of my ex-wife when our relationship started to go south. So her insecurities brought out my insecurities and it just went completely to hell. So insecurities is definitely a big thing. Uh, Jealousy is another thing. Mm -hmm. And my number one thing is bad communication. Because jealousy, all jealousy isn't bad. Everybody's like, oh, she's jealous or he's jealous. I can't deal with him. Right. Right. Jealousy in a in the aspect of I know what I have, and I don't want to take what I have for granted. is totally different than possessive jealousy. Like I don't want you wearing that. I need to know where you're at at all times. I don't like you hanging out with with certain friends. That type of jealousy is that's no bueno.
0: Mm-hmm. No bueno. It's controlling. Yeah, right. but I get exactly. I get what you're saying. You shouldn't really. One of the ones that you really struck a chord is what you were saying about make sure that you're kind of like fully ready before you move uh-huh. into another relationship because then you could self sabotage that relationship just because you, you didn't feel. I felt that. <laughs> I felt that. <laughs> you definitely um, can. A lot of people we tend to um, jump into relationships because we're lonely, but we haven't yet dealt with past hurts, past transgressions, and yeah. so you end up bringing that into. The next relationship, and then that's going to be an issue. And then you're kind of sitting there wondering why your relationships are not working. Well, have you healed from those relationships, or are you just bringing exactly it, it in? Right. So, exactly. oh, good point. Touche. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> now, I don't know if you've heard of Chapman's love languages. Mm-hmm Okay, so you're aware of them. Okay, good. I'm definitely aware of it. (laughs) What would you say are, okay, first of all, do you believe in Chapman's theory about the love languages? 100%. Okay. And what are your (laughs) love language?
1: So I tell people when, uh, when someone who actually knows about love language asks me about it, I tell them I'm a dog. And when I say dog, I mean my love language, number one, is words of affirmation and physical touch. So tell okay. me I'm I'm a good boy and and pet me. Um, <laughs> so that's why I say I'm a dog. <laughs> and then after that, so those are always the top top two. And then after that, number three is um is always quality time. Um gift giving or gift receiving is always dead last for me and acts of service. So it's always dead last is gift giving, and then right above that is act, acts of service. I don't I don't need gifts, I don't care about gifts. Tell me that you appreciate me and like, give me physical touch, give me attention and we're fine. Oh, and 100%. do you
0: think that like, have you ever dated somebody that wasn't into, for example, words of affirmation or physical touch? Um, Physical touch, especially because if you're very like physical touch and the person isn't, isn't yeah. that like a conflict right there?
1: It's, so I can deal with it if, um, because I like my space too, because I'm an introvert. So I, I won't die if you don't give me physical touch all the time. Like, and when I say physical touch, a lot of people are like, oh yeah, physical touch like it's sex. Physical no. touch is not necessarily sex, right? Like, if I'm if if I'm sleeping with you, I have to touch you. I have mm-hmm. to. We have to. Our bodies have to touch. If I'm sitting on a couch watching TV, watching a football game, or playing a video game. And you're sitting on a couch with me, just like, put your legs on my lap. I just, it's it's not about hugging and, and cuddling 24-7. I just need to touch my spouse. I need to have that physical connection. That's mm-hmm. basically it for me. Um, my last relationship, it was hard because we, it ended up being long distance. So there was no physical touch. But there was plenty of time for words of affirmation because I did a lot for her. I did a lot for her in the time that we were together and I, I just never got it. Okay. So I never felt like she completely loved, even though she said it, I never felt like she completely loved me. My first um, serious relationship, I would get it all the time. I would get words of affirmation of how she appreciated everything I did. And, you know, the physical touch, I would always get it. Um, And in my marriage, I got it as well until, you know, things started going South. Then the words of affirmation went away, physical touch went away. Like I was just completely stripped of, you know, what filled my love meter. Mm
0: -hmm. And that's when
1: I knew that was, that was done. But I totally believe in it. I gave the book to, I gave a physical copy of the book to my most recent ex.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, so I don't know if you know this, I was going to say that my, my, um, love language is also physical touch, Mm -hmm. um, quality, time and words of affirmation. I'm really big on touch and touch because that's how I connect with my partner. Mm -hmm. So funny that the person that I'm with can't stand physical touch. (laughs) So this is where we kind of have a little bit of a conflict because I want, and mind you, I'm I'm the same like you. Like I have my moments where I just want to be left alone. Yeah. And I don't want to be touched. But, you know, there are times where I'm like, oh, I want to, like especially pre-COVID, you know, you go to work, Mm -hmm. you spend all day at work, you come home, and then all you want to do is just kind of, I don't see you all day. I spend most of my day at work. I want to touch you. So physical touch is like a big thing for me. He's learning. He's learning to kind of get into there, but for him, I'm, for some people, I should say, um, it's a cultural thing and it's based on their culture and his culture. There's no physical touch. So I'm learning. Right. So that's why I had to ask, do you think that things like physical touch can warrant, um, a relationship to be over because one person wants it and the other person doesn't.
1: I think, um, if the person is making a genuine effort to do it i think that you you'll have difficulties but you should you you should be fine but when a person totally just ignores your love language and isn't trying i don't think it's going to work it's like i say it's hard if if your love language is physical touch and physical touch is dead last on his his uh list it'll be a challenge but if he's yeah. making the if he's making the effort I think that you should um acknowledge that acknowledge the effort that that they're making because like I said he could he might not give you the amount of physical touch that you want but then in other areas if he's there for you you know it it should theoretically make it up especially if he's if he's trying to give you physical touch but if he's not trying then you should walk away because um people your 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 current person will be trying their best and in certain areas where they lack they make up for other they make up for it in other areas, but you might just be all about physical touch so you go out and you go behind his back and you start another relationship and this person is giving you physical touch and he's giving you all that good stuff but then the intangibles that you're getting from the person that you're actually with this new person isn't giving you that, but all you see is they're fulfilling your physical touch need. So long story short, your the relationship that you're in implodes because of this other relationship. You think you found the one. You move on to the person that's giving you all the physical touch. You're getting all the physical touch that you want. But then you realize that the intangibles that you were getting from the other person who actually knew you, you're not getting from this other person. All you're getting is the physical touch. So right. now you've just thrown away a relationship
0: right that makes sense you're right you should look at it, especially if the person is actually making an effort yeah right if they're actually making an effort to make it work i've always just kind of wonder like do you think it could be possible Because you could easily say things to make somebody feel better like words of affirmation you can easily spend time but i know people who are like dead set on don't hug me
1: yeah <laughs> Even <just a> hug.
0: <laughs> Yeah. Don't hug me. So I like, could it work if somebody's not a hugger, I guess, or a physical touch person being with somebody who is touchy? So, I mean, I get it. Yeah. But if they're not I making
1: mean, an attempt at all, then you just, just back away from it.
0: What would you say, like as a man talking to women, mm-hmm. what is one advice that you can give women? What do you notice that like, what is just like big mistakes that women are making in relationships. They like don't
1: stop that right now. Um this is a huge mistake that I've witnessed being made and that I've experienced. Um when you're with your your significant other and it goes it goes both ways. You're going to hit a downturn. You're going to hit that slump. You need to go to your spouse and work on that slump whether it's counseling or whatever, you need to exhaust all avenues before you give up on a relationship that, that was working for you at one point. So with my ex-wife and I told her this, um, when she was out doing whatever she was doing and I'm not going to like, just, you know, downplay her cause I wasn't, I had my faults too. Right. But, um, you know, she was going out, she was partying up. She was, she was living her life with all these, with these guys or whatever. And I told her, um, they're not dealing with all the baggage that comes with you. Mm. And that's for men too. That's for men too, who go out there and do their thing with these women behind um, their significant others back. The person that you're having fun with isn't dealing with everyday you and the baggage that comes with you. They're not dealing with your mood swings, they're not paying your bills, they're not um, helping you maintain a household. They're just dealing with the fun you. That's all they see. They don't have the problems. So when you leave your significant other for the person that you're cheating with or or whatever you want to call it, and then they start seeing the real you and then you start seeing the real them, and then it's not what you wanted, so you regret you know, leaving the situation that you were in. So my biggest advice to people is to, number one, keep your keep your issues in your household. That's number one. Number two, in order to keep your issues in your household, you need to be able to communicate. And like I said before, don't listen to respond, listen to understand and compromise and come to a common ground. If you can do that, your relationships will be fine or you'll at least come to an amicable end. A lot of people don't do that. A lot of people aren't in it for the long haul because in the society that we live in, the next replacement is in your DMs already.
0: Literally. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I would would tell my ex all the time. I call them, and excuse my language, I call them turtle ass, you know, (laughs) because they only pop out of their shells when they think there's a problem.
0: Mm.
1: They're the first ones in your inbox like, is everything okay? Or blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, and they're like, see, they understand me. I'm like, do to them what you just did to me and see what they would say.
0: Right. See what they would say.
1: See if they'll if they'll be all good with it. Because my current, my, my most recent ex, she has an issue with accountability. And she's like, well, I told my friends and this person, this, that, and the third, and they said that you're reacting crazy. Well, did you tell them the whole story? Because I'm sure right. you didn't. So mm. that, that would be true. my advice. Yeah.
0: That's true. Sometimes we paint a picture so that it's not even a complete picture. It might be mm-hmm. just the picture that you're painting to somebody so that that person has a perception that, well, this is what it is. When in yeah. reality, there's a whole other portrait to it that needs to be painted that you're not painting for them.
1: Yeah. Right? I tell people, you take one side of the story. You take the other side of the story, you mix it in together and somewhere in there, you'll get the truth, but you won't get the truth on one side of the story. I tell people, even when I was going through my stuff with my, with my wife, I'm like, yeah, there's probably some, if she tells you something, it'll probably be totally different. And part of it'll be right because you don't want, it's really hard for you to put yourself out there and say everything that went down. It's really hard to do that.
0: Right, and that comes back to you know, also holding yourself accountable in the relationship. Not everything is on the other person. Right? Exactly. I could sit here and I could look back at relationships and say, "Yeah, you know what? <laughs> I shouldn't have done that."
1: Exactly. You know? It took me a while to do that with my ex-wife. It mm. took because I was so hurt by the things that she did, and then it eventually I just told people like we grew apart mm-hmm. because that's what happened. We grew apart. I was wrong on some things she was wrong on, on, on some things and we grew apart.
0: So what does, what does like ending a relationship look like? So what would you say are some like, you know, signs that you say, you know what? It's time for us to go our separate ways.
1: Um, when, when there's only, only one person trying, when everything mm-hmm. that you do gets taken out of context and the response is, Excuse me, the response is hostile. So if I'm if I ask you something as simple as how was your day Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and you just blow up at me, it's probably time to go. When the here it is right here. When your mind tells you it's time to go, it's time to go. Oh wow. Your heart will not tell you. Because with my ex right now, with my current ex, Uh if she calls me right now and Mm -hmm. says, Hey, I I want to make this work. I want to try my mind will tell me bruh stop hang up the phone go away my heart will tell me all right jump back in Mm. and it's it's hard the heart like i said the heart wants what the heart wants
0: yeah you're totally right about that one you have to listen to your mind you're right i would also say um if you just get to the point where you're tired of trying Mm -hmm. Like if you're the one constantly trying to spend time with somebody and they're not even making that effort to try to spend time with you, mm-hmm. I would say like, and I mean, I want to just even say that. I'm, I'm sure maybe that could be fixed. But if, if you're having the conversation of I miss you and the response is, well, I've got, it just kind of shows me that you're not, you're not interested in trying to make it work because a relationship how i look at it is like a plant yep you water the plant it grows you don't water the plant you neglect the plant it's eventually going to wither and die yes so i see it like that and if you're not putting any effort into it you can't expect said person to say yeah i'm going to continue and stay in this you
1: know
0: they're going to be like you know what let's call our losses (laughs)
1: And here's, here's another one right here when you're explaining the situation to a friend and this is hard to do as you're explaining it to a friend, step out of your own body and listen to yourself talk. Mm. And as you explain your situation, if you're like, man, if this was somebody else, I would tell mm. them that they mm-hmm. need to like dead this situation.
0: Yep.
1: That is, that is, that is the number one telltale sign right there when it's over.
0: That's it. Yeah. And I, I, I believe because if you're out of that body and you're saying to yourself, like you're giving yourself advice, hearing that, and then having to give that person advice, being that person is you, yes. then it's kind of like, well, if you're telling yourself to leave, it's probably a sign that you should go. Exactly. Right? You're not telling yourself, oh, work it out, go to counseling, what have you. Um, you're telling yourself to leave, then it, you should go. I have two kids, one boy, one girl. So that's what I put into my head. If my daughter came to me and said, "Mom," blah, 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 would I tell my daughter to stay in this relationship, or would I tell her to leave? Exactly. If I would tell her to leave, then I probably should leave. <laughs> yeah. Right? And I, me, like the. If, if it ever gets to that point, knock on wood, it doesn't, but if it ever gets to that point, it also comes down to your happiness. Mm-hmm. Are you generally genuinely happy with the person?
1: Or do they drain you? That's it. Yes.
0: yes. Right? If you feel like you're constantly fishing, constantly working, and at the end of it, you're just tired, probably a bad thing. Again, Maybe it can be worked on with couples therapy, but it's even at that, if you feel as though couple therapy is not working, and usually that's what couples therapy does, it brings it up to your attention, so a mirror, and then from there you decide, do we move forward or do we end it?
1: Couples therapy only works when everybody is 100% honest. That's if you're true. not 100% honest, you're wasting money and you're wasting time.
0: That's it. Cause yeah. let me tell you, those sessions are not cheap. <laughs> exactly.
1: So I'm you. <laughs> and I'm I'm telling you from experience. From experience. Mm-hmm. So
0: now I have a question. And mm-hmm. this is my problem. So I tend to scroll on Instagram. And then I see this <laughs> lovely. Oh, look at the couple. They're so cute together. Maybe it's a proposal or maybe it's a picture of that. And I'm just like, oh, I want that. (laughs) Do you think social media can affect relationships?
1: I have a cousin who does the exact same thing that you do. (laughs) And yes, social media provides false hope to people. And I know this because I was in a relationship like that with my ex-wife. We would post pictures and we would look so happy and like the next moment we'd have a horrible fight.
0: Oh wow.
1: Horrible fight. A lot of people aren't this 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 is a saying that we say. Everybody isn't as happy as they post to be. Mm. And that is definitely true. Definitely true.
0: Yeah, I think I feel as though and this is just me. I feel like mm-hmm. as women, we, we're always chasing for that per, that the idea of love and what yeah. love looks like. And I know, in, especially in the last few years, there's really been like that hashtag of black love. Yeah. And a lot of us women are looking for that black love. Keep in mind, we also got relationship goals. And we're looking at people like Jay-Z, Beyonce, mm-hmm. um, Michelle Barack remy and pap like we're looking at people like that and that's what we aspire to be right so it's it's hard i feel like for some women it's kind of hard to, to say okay this is just a picture it is it's not the relationship
1: it definitely isn't because um my and this is my personal opinion people might agree people might disagree love is ugly Love yeah. is painful. Love is, and I said that to my ex uh, this morning after she sent me a mess. She reached out to me last night. Love is dangerous. Mm-hmm. So when you're looking at all these relationship goals and it's it, their goals until things come out. So everybody was uh, Jay-Z and Beyonce until, you know, mm-hmm. what was it? Lemonade and all the that stuff came out. incident. And then, yeah. And it was totally different. So mm. love is for me like love is forgiveness. Love is and I've I've seen this um posted as well. Love is waking up and choosing that person over and over again. Love is waking up and looking at looking at that person and knowing that you might have to forgive them mm. for some, some 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 shit that they did to you that you would have never thought that they would have done. Sometimes it's even
0: unsaid apologies. You're never going to get apologies too.
1: Yeah. Love is, love is giving somebody. And I I read this love is giving somebody a loaded gun and letting them point it at your heart every single day. Mm. That is what love is. Because when you look at people have this, this vision of love and Mm. people say we've been married for 50 years and, 40 years, 65 years or whatever, however long people from back in the day are married for. And people see that and they're like, oh my God, that's what I want. And I'm and I had to do this with my with my ex. I'm like, do you know how many times she's probably had to forgive him? Or do you know how many times he's probably had to forgive her? Do you know how many times one of them's probably stepped outside of this marriage? Like, there's 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 ugliness yep. in love. And that's what people don't want to admit. People don't want to fight for that. And that's the biggest difference between our generation and generations past. Like I said, your next, your next fling is in your DMs already. You have Literally. choices. Yep. Yeah. You're right. Oh.
0: You're right. I think it's just that we are looking for that instant. Yeah. Maybe it's considered instant gratification of love.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So you're definitely right on that. Bang on. Like I've heard, I don't know if you've ever heard of <clears throat> Kadeen and Devel. I have not. No? Okay, so they're basically two couples who are kind of, you know, growing into, two millennial couples that are growing into the spotlight of fame, and they've got three boys. Anyways, in there, they have a podcast, and in their podcast, they're talking about pretty much the same things that you're saying. A lot of people look at them as relationship goals, but they've had times where they've broken up. They've had times Mm -hmm. where they were literally flung through the trenches, and... Finally, 10 years later, they're at a point where, you know, they could really feel like a genuine love and they feel like they're growing and bonding. So I feel like love is, yeah, there's that nice period where it starts and, you know, I call it the puppy dog stage. Yep. The puppy Puppy love. love. Mm -hmm. And and then once you pass it, it's just like serious turmoil.
1: that second year, that second, third year is when it's, like, crazy. Ooh, yeah. it's rough. Yep. And
0: then eventually, you know, of course, after all those issues that you may have happened, hopefully on the other side, you guys can, you know, come together, be strong, and look back and see, you know, you've come a long way. And I think yeah. for us, a lot of women, we don't see that. You know, we just want that. I guess I would say the fairy tale
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, vision of what love is, not knowing. Because I was, I hear this a lot. My generation, being a millennial, they 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 say that we don't take relationships seriously. That as soon as there's an issue, we're so quick to let it go. Yes, I so, do believe that. I'm not one of those. I've I believe in working on it until it works. Yeah. But I do agree. I have had friends who the guy sneezes wrong and it's over.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I've, and I have friends like that too. It, it's not, it's not just females. So I'm not going to put it all on you guys. It's, it's males too. It is males too.
0: Right. So, so um, I think a, a lot of us, whether it's males or females, we need to kind of pause and say, well, this is Facebook. This is Instagram, whatever this is. And this is just a picture. This doesn't say, you know, that because sometimes people fake the funk.
1: They definitely too. do. Mm-hmm. So
0: they'll post a picture, or post a video, and they look like they're happy. And then we find out a year later that they're filing for divorce and they were always fighting and they were just doing it for clout or whatever. Yes. Yes. So I'm I'm working on it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know I'm working on it. Now I do have a question in terms of relationship and marriage. Do you find that there was any differences once you crossed over from relationship to marriage? And then I also hear that a lot of men don't want to get married. I just want to understand as to why.
1: Um. So uh, relationship to marriage, the biggest difference for me, um, I don't think it was necessarily, when, when when I did get married, crossed over from relationship to marriage, it wasn't bad. I know a lot of people who don't like it. They get married and then sex stops and like trying stops. I would say that. That was my 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 one thing. I felt like when we were dating, she was dressing to try to impress me. And then when we got married, that stopped and like there's nothing wrong with that because i know that's not how you look on a daily basis but like there will be times where we would go out and she would just like look any time any type of way and i'm just like like this isn't what i married like i understand you know when you want your off days or when we're around the house i totally understand that you look beautiful when you first wake up cool but like when we're stepping out like this isn't what this isn't what i signed up for and it's not, it's not just male. I mean, females, it's males too. Like males let themselves go when they get married. With my wife, she, every, when I started going back to the gym, it was a problem. It was who are you getting, who are you going to the gym for? <laughs> like I'm going to the gym to look good for you and to look f- good for me. I'm not trying to like holler at nobody else. Like this isn't, this, this, this extra, these extra love handles isn't what I had when you met me. I'm trying to do right. this for us. Right. So that's, that would be my thing. But I've heard. You know funny, like, I
0: say that too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> whenever he it, Who are you going to the gym for? But I'm doing it as a very funny. Type yeah. Of way. Oh, like she I'm was serious.
1: She was serious.
0: Cause I know some guys, you know, they, you get, listen, I had two whole babies. I'm still trying <laughs> to lose this weight. So yeah. I understand, you know, when you come into a relationship, you're one way and you're in the relationship, your body changes and you want to get back to it. So I completely mm-hmm. get it. Exactly. Totally get it. Um, but so you would say um, lack of sex, lack of maybe what quality time.
1: Yeah. You you take people for, you take each other for granted. You stop trying. Mm. So I've heard I've me and my, me, when me and my wife got married, lack of sex was not the problem. That was okay. definitely not the problem, but it was, you know, lack of her, like trying to, you know, get dolled up like she used to. So, I mean, and for me, it probably was, I'm not going to lie, I didn't pursue the way that I I used to. I tried, but, you know, you could always try harder. Work became work. Now you you know that my schedule is busy and I'm not making the extra attempts to do the things that I, I used to do as much as I used to do it. Right. So you would get it every once in a blue moon, but you wouldn't get it like you used to. So it's it's a double-edged sword. Men stop stop pursuing as much because at that point it's like, especially if you're the breadwinner now, it's like I'm providing you a home. I'm I'm making sure that you know bills are paid and all that other stuff. So why do you need flowers just because now? Or
0: mm-hmm. why do
1: you want to yeah, stuff like that. So it's a double-edged sword. And then, you know, sex starts getting rare with certain mm-hmm. females or they stop you know, dressing a certain way that they used to dress. Right. It's just, that's what happens. It's hard. It's true.
0: That is, it does get hard, a little bit harder after, um, when you, once you get married, I think that both parties need to make the time though for each other because it could be so easy to get lost in, for example, working and making that money.
1: right? Or kids.
0: Exactly. uh, Taking care of the kids. I'm all big about, like I can be a mother, but at the end of the day, I won't be around my man. Yeah. You know, like I wanna I still have that mindset, but I have heard women say that, oh, but I've got two kids and I'm just I'm just too tired and I'm just cleaning. And I'm like, listen, you could not clean for a day. The house won't burn. You know, like my house is a little bit of a mess right now. <laughs> but I'm like, I could do it in the morning.
1: Yeah, there's ways around it. Exactly. There's definitely ways around it. So So
0: it's a situation of are you finding excuses? Mm -hmm. Are you hiding behind this? Right? And if it is an excuse, and and sometimes it's the way we trained ourselves. As a mother, for me, I'm always with my kids. So some mothers are like, oh, I'm busy with soccer practice, ballet, whatever. And because they've trained themselves to be on-the-go moms, they get burnt out at the end of the day. So that leaves no room for your partner. None.
1: Exactly. I well, read think, one go ahead
0: I was gonna say like think about like retraining your mind to spend at least yeah. some time or once a week or whatever with your partner
1: yeah so. i i I read one um I read in a book somewhere where it was like and it was a play on the Bible too, um where the man and the woman become one flesh, mm-hmm. so when I read this this uh this article or whatever, it talked about how the couple should put each other before the kids. And I was like, what the hell are you talking about? Before your kids, that's crazy. But then when I really read into it, it was like, it kind of made sense because Mm -hmm. you know the kids are a byproduct of your love. So if you're putting each other first, like I said earlier, if you're putting each other first, they see that daddy loves mommy, mommy loves daddy, and that love radiates throughout the house. When you put the kids first, then Someone's it's not like happy. yeah so Someone's not happy. and the kids can pick up on that yeah so and yeah. kids are
0: kids are not stupid kids are very smart they're if very mommy and daddy are happy then they're happy. happy exactly yeah.
1: exactly my so with joshua that's my um he's he's still my son the oldest okay. one um with him he he likes it when me and his mom get together, we, when we get along. And we we have our moments. Lately, we've had great moments where we are very cordial with each other. We're more than cordial. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't like when we're cordial, when we're both in agreement with something against him. Like he said something crazy. I think he was like a tattoo or something. No, he wanted a grill. This fool wanted to get a grill. He was still in, in uh, high school. And he calls me, he's like, yeah, I want to grill. Mom said blah, 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 blah. like, are you high? Like, (laughs) no. Like he, when we're, when we're on the same page with stuff like that, he absolutely hates it. He Mm -hmm. hates it. But when we're on the same page of something different, I think he likes it more because it's like, you know, now they're together and they're in agreement and something. And it's, it's not love like we used to have because like she has her own relationship right now and. I'm just getting out of a relationship or whatever. But right. it's still the love of, you know, we were at, we, we, we made this, we didn't make this life cause we didn't have him together, but we are nurturing this life together. And it's the same with the other three kids too, but it's more with him. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. You
0: know, it's relationships are never easy. Um, so Actually, I did have another question. I just thought about it. What do you think men are so afraid of when it comes to the M word, marriage? Like, what scares them? (laughs) Because honestly, I don't get it.
1: All right. This is a, I got this from a TV show. I forgot what TV show it was. I think it was Martin back in the day. They're afraid that the freak train is leaving and they're going to miss their chance to get on.
0: The free train. The
1: freak train. Oh, The, oh, the Lord. freak train.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. so
1: So when, when men are uh, players, that's what they're afraid of. That's ah. what they're afraid of. They're afraid that something better is going to come along and they're already committed. When men are in love with that woman and they're committed to that woman, they're afraid of the same thing that women are afraid of. They're afraid of being played. They're afraid of wasting mm. their time. They're afraid of heartache. As a man that has dealt with heartache. It is super, it is 10 times harder for a man to deal with heartache than it is for a woman. And I know a bunch of women, some women are going to listen to this. and be like, no, that's BS, blah, blah, blah. It is 10 (laughs) times harder because when women deal with heartache, they got their friends to help them. They got other men that's waiting to jump in the DMs. They got all that stuff. When a man deals with heartache, No one wants to, no, no one cares. No one wants to hear your friends. are going to tell you to man up. Your friends are going to tell you they're going to try to take you to a strip club. And, and the, the answer for them is more women, man, just get this chick right here. Call this chick Mm -hmm. right here. I got a woman for you. That's the, and it's like, no, I don't want to have sex with another woman. Like Mm -hmm. this isn't, this isn't my penis talking. This is my heart talking. (laughs) Yes. You know, and it's, it's definitely hard. It's very hard because there's no, there's no outlet for a man when they deal with heartbreak. So that's probably why they're, and then, uh, they stand to lose a lot more they stand to lose a lot more because when you get married to a female, cause most men don't want, I don't have the same perspective as most women, most men, when it comes to females, most men don't want a female that's equal to them. I don't care if my woman makes more money than me. I don't mm-hmm. care. Like we're a team. Most men want a woman that doesn't make more money than them. They want a woman to, um, to depend on them. So when the woman depends on them, and you're married, when the marriage ends, there's spousal support. There's if you have children, there's child support. support yeah. Um. There's all this other stuff that they have to pay. They get if you don't have a prenup, they can get half of your stuff. So men don't wanna don't wanna deal with that. Me personally. Like I said, I want my woman to be, she doesn't have to be up there with me. I mean, mm-hmm. it is what it is. I would take a woman that doesn't make as much as me or isn't as educated as me or whatever, because love is love. But I would prefer a woman that is equal to me in all, all aspects. And if she's outdoing me, I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. Like, I'm all for that. So with me my whole thing is just putting my all into something and getting nothing back. Mm-hmm. That's what scares me about it. I think Cause I've done like, it before.
0: Yeah. It's, it's hard because the, at the end of the day, you want to make sure you can never really make sure, but you would really want to be in a relationship or a marriage rather with somebody and hope that it's going to last. Yeah. Right. You don't want yeah. you basically putting all your eggs in one basket and then if it doesn't work out it's kind of like heart shattering
1: yeah you're left right? with nothing you're exactly. wasted time wasted time you can't get time back you can get anything else back but you can't get time back
0: but that's the next thing then don't stay in something too long because you won't be wasting your time so the yeah. moment that you know it's not working definitely nip that in the butt
1: yeah yeah
0: so because you don't next you don't you don't want to be spending 15 years that's time again, like you said, that you'll never get back.
1: Exactly, exactly.
0: So, okay, I need you to know. Just was wondering why they, so, why are men so huh, about marriage? Gun ho, no, <laughs> about marriage. But I understand the financial aspect of it. You know, they have more to lose. But then that makes it that much more. Um, um, like you have to really vet your partner well. Right? Like if you're dating a girl that is all about Gucci, Prada, uh-huh. like vet your partner, is your partner humble or is she a gold digger?
1: Some people pretend well, though. Some people True. pretend really well. But then also some guys just don't want to see it. Like see if she's, if lines. she's, yeah, yes. <laughs> yes. So it's it's not as easy as it seems.
0: True. You're right. We see what we want to see. We see the illusion exactly. of what we want. Exactly. Right. So you're right. Fair point. I'm get, I won't, I won't, I'll end it on that in terms <laughs> of the marriage. Now, this is my favorite question. And the reason being is because I've had this discussion with my partner. <laughs> so <laughs> the question is, what do you think about those relationship gurus on Instagram? So the yes. Derek Jackson, the Steven Speaks. Derek Jackson. I don't know,
1: even speaks. I'm not gonna lie. I don't know about even speaks yet, but I am very well versed in Derek Jackson, the guy that makes videos from his goddamn car. Yes, (laughs) I'm very well versed in him, and I have a lot to say about him. I'm gonna say this sometimes he is dead on, he hits the nail on the head sometimes. Sometimes he starts to hit the nail dead on the head and then he goes into left field. And sometimes I just be like, bro, shut up.
0: Stop. Oh, wow. Stop.
1: You're catering to women and you're selling them a dream that doesn't exist. Stop talking. Um I just oh he he irks my nerves to no end. To no end sometimes. Like I said, sometimes, but like I said, sometimes he's dead on. Yeah. He's not lying to you when he talks about some of the guys that just want to waste your time. But then he says things about guys that, that, you know, aren't where they need to be in life. And he's like, well, they don't really love you. And if they're not doing this and blah, blah, blah. It's like, bro, shut up. Some of mm-hmm. them just, some of them don't have the means to do that. And it's not because they're not trying, it's just they don't have the means to. Some mm-hmm. guys, some, there's, there's, for every woman that says that, all men are, you know, shit. Mm-hmm. There's a guy that's in their friend zone right now, or that has attempted to talk to them, that would worship the ground that they walk on. They just aren't in a position to provide the things that that woman wants provided for her. And it's, you know, you have your standards. It's all well and good. There's nothing wrong with that. But some men need to be built up. Some men have made mistakes, and they're 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 climbing that ladder and they're not where they want to be just like some women have made mistakes women a lot of women get passes because and it's crazy in this generation that we're at women are independent women are mentally and physically strong women women are educated and they're doing their thing but then some women aren't
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and As if you have for all the women that you have that are in positions to do things on their own, you have a lot more women that aren't in positions to do things on their own and it will take a man to help them. Just like it takes a woman to help a man sometimes, but men aren't afforded that, that luxury. So if I'm a woman and I look pretty and you know, my physical features are banging I can get away with a lot more stuff and I can demand more from a man, even though I'm not bringing anything to a table. And Derek Jackson, sometimes mm-hmm. he, he perpetuates that. He's like, oh, this person, you deserve X, Y, and Z. And in reality, some women don't. It's, it's the co facts. Some women don't deserve all that stuff. Just like some men don't deserve the woman that they have. Right. So get up and get your own stuff. And I hate him because he perpetuates that to to the women. I do not like that guy.
0: (laughs) So what would you say to the women who are, because I mean, I found him on Facebook when I'm like, oh, this. And my mindset is, well, he's a man. And so he's Uh speaking about things that I don't know. I don't have a mind of a man. So he must be right on that one. So I think that's why a lot of women do follow him.
1: Listen to him with a grain of salt. Like Mm -hmm. I said, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes he is dead on. Sometimes he is not dead on. And sometimes he's 50-50. Listen to him with a grain of salt. That is what I will tell you.
0: Okay. Because it does make sense. Somebody told me that they feel as though um, his whole platform is really just to make women hear what they want to hear because at the end of the day that's how he gets paid
1: yeah a lot of people talk about the black dollar and how we're worth this that and the third the woman's dollar is worth (laughs) more than the men's dollar because he's still selling books he's still doing all that stuff that is his brand Mm -hmm. so he's going to cater to his audience because that's just smart that's smart business right but like i said everything that he says is not law a lot of Don't get me wrong. I will give him props. Some of the stuff, like I said, is spot on, but all of it isn't. He's catering to an audience that's going to buy his books, that's going to click his YouTube and all that other stuff because he gets revenue from that. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's going to get unpaid. So then what would you say to women then? Apart from like uh, taking it with a grain of salt, would Mm -hmm. you kind of say like, um, I mean, like, would you say something along the lines like, maybe you should kind of not <laughs> watch I would his say, stuff?
1: No, watch his stuff. Watch his stuff. If, if because it's hit or miss, that's the yeah. problem,
0: and he'll never know.
1: Think. This is what I'll say to women: think logically, because <laughs> it's been proven that men are logical and women tend to be more emotional. So he's gonna he's gonna speak to the woman that is emotionally like. Ready to to hear his stuff. I'm not gonna say emotionally broken, just emotionally ready to hear his stuff. Mm. Think logically, because okay. he's speaking to a woman that's that's already in that mindset of this mf played me and blah blah yeah. blah blah. So here comes Derek Jackson telling you everything you want to hear. Think You're logically. Right. That's it. Right. That's it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It, it's it's bad it's bad I,
1: <laughs> no he's convincing i'm not gonna lie he's very convincing yeah. i will give him that
0: yeah you, know, you got but this when i talked to, to guys and i it, it, oh, i can't stand this fool because he's always shitting on men and i was like is he always or is he just shitting on the the, the men that it applies to
1: he is he's shitting on the men that it applies to but the way that he 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 talks it seems to wrap up everybody in in the uh, same okay. category. But he's definitely there's it definitely everything that he says, even though some of it is on point, some of it is not, everything that he says applies to some type of man out there. I will say that to him.
0: Yeah. So but for me, my mindset is that I don't think he's talking about all men. I think he's just talking yeah. about a specific man. And if you happen to get triggered, boo-boo, that's not something about you.
1: I mean, he's triggered me a couple of times and I have nothing and I, really? and it, it definitely didn't apply to me. So, okay. you know, but you got your women and you know, you got this attractive black man. Cause he's an attractive black man. I can say that cause I'm, you know, comfortable in who I am. He's an attractive black man. He's saying what you want to hear. And he's he's speaking though. to you. Yeah. Just for the so y'all are going to listen.
0: <laughs> he knows what he's doing. Especially because he's married. So people are thinking, oh, he's more reputable. He has a successful marriage. So let me listen to this guy. Right? So I think as human beings, we all want relationships. We all want them to work. Some of us crave relationships because we're single. Mm -hmm. And we're ultimately looking for that. And when we see people like Derek Jackson or Steven Speaks um, talking about what you should be looking for in a mate or talks about... A situation that you're probably in due to a relationship, whether that's cheating or whatever that may be, we're thinking, well, what person knows a man better than a man?
1: But is his marriage successful? Because up until probably two weeks ago, people would have said that Dr. Dre's marriage is successful. Right. There you go. You never know what's going on behind closed doors. If you would have looked at some of my Facebook posts from my marriage, you would have thought my marriage was successful. Right. It was going so it's always down the a drain.
0: Perception. It's always so. a perception that I think it's a, um, a, a, either it's a grass is greener perception on the uh-huh. other side, we want yes. what we can't have kind of thing. Um, but at the end of the day, it's still a perception. It's not the reality. True.
1: So. Very true.
0: Well, I'm just going to give you the final question of the <laughs> night. So, as a man, what would you give uh, as advice to women so that they don't end up with the wrong guy or so that they uh, don't sabotage uh, a relationship? What kind of advice would you just give out there to women in terms of dating, in terms of men, anything?
1: Um, I would say make sure that the person that you are with values you. Not just, you know, when you're all made up and dolled up and all that stuff. Make sure that they value your opinion. Make sure that they give you a voice to speak. Make sure that they're not hiding you. That's number one. Make sure that they're not hiding you. Um, that's, that's basically it. Um, you, you have to make sure that they view you as an equal like they could, a man can lead but he has to still view you as an equal. Make sure they're trying to uplift you. If they're not trying to uplift you, then what are you? Are you a trophy wife? Are you there just for show? You know, you you have to to make sure all those things are happening. Make sure that they're trying to better you and make sure that they're allowing you to to better them. Like make sure that they see the value that that you bring to them. Right. Because if if you're just there in the background and they're just spending money on you and all that stuff, you're for entertainment, right? I always say that. Like, and I mean it's not no knock against all the the pretty girls on Instagram and all that stuff, but um some women are for show, mm-hmm. and that's basically it. Some of you, and there's people that are going to listen to this, and <laughs> you're not going to realize it, but you're just there for show. He does. If you look in the military, so in the military. Most of uh, the men we work out every day, daily, they're like six pack, blah, blah, blah. They're they're swole. And then you look at their wives and they're not Instagram models. Mm. So the Instagram models, are these military, some of the military men are still messing with the Instagram models, but that's not who they're coming home to. They're building a life with their wife. Are they cheating? Yes. Is it wrong? Of course, definitely it's wrong. But the woman that's raising their kids and that's getting the benefits and all that stuff isn't the Instagram model. So make sure you're not for show.
0: Don't mm-hmm. we'll that, be parading you. your body, right? Don't be yeah. showing off. Because ultimately you attract what you put out.
1: Yeah, exactly. And
0: that's how you're going to be, I guess, judged on or how they're going to look at you as, as an object, not as, as.
1: Make sure okay. they're positioning, make sure they're positioning you to be a partner in case something happens to them. You're able to step up and lead the family. If they're not positioning you to be better, you're for show.
0: Wow. Well, thank you so much, Anthony, for being on my podcast. Could you, you actually welcome. give the listeners um, your information, like your podcast information, your Instagram handles, any of that?
1: Um, my podcast is the Subtle Thoughts Podcast. So it's not subtle because I, when I did the, the initial thing, I spelled it wrong. I'm not even going to (laughs) lie. So, um, the Subtle, so S-U-B-T-L-E Thoughts Podcast. And it's the same thing on Instagram, except, um, there's an underscore after the Subtle and thoughts. There's no, uh, underscore under podcast. And that's the same thing on Instagram as well. So. Um, I'm on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Overcast, Spotify, um, all that good stuff. Everything except for iHeartRadio, and I'm, I'm working on that right now. So
0: That's great because, honestly, you guys, you have to listen to his stuff. It's really good. It's one of the um, the podcasts that I find that is really good for your mental. You learn a lot. Um, Thank you. Deep, very deep. Nothing as airy and light and fun as mine. <laughs> Um, But it's very deep and very interesting. And I definitely suggest people to go ahead and go listen to his podcast. So thanks again, Anthony.
1: No problem. Thank you for having me on. We got to do this again.
0: Yes, definitely. (laughs)